Next, we're going to go to Myanmar. More than two years uh, since the military seized power there, deposing the government led by Aung San Suu Kyi, and the country is still trapped in a civil war. Its economy is collapsing, and the army is increasingly reliant on the air force to attack rebel-held areas. Uh, one attack uh, just last week believed to have killed at least 168 people. Well, we can go live now to our Southeast Asia correspondent, Jonathan Head, who's in Bangkok. Hi there, Jonathan. Now, you've been into uh, Myanmar. Could you just, first of all, talk to us about the, that process of getting in and, and the restrictions on reporting? Yes, Lewis. Uh, it was the first time we had a chance to go to Myanmar since the coup for more than two years. I used to go regularly to Myanmar before that. Um, it, we'd had to wait a long time before the military would give us a visa. We were, as you say, very restricted on this trip. Officially, we were there to cover a giant military parade in the capital, Nepidor, and we were not supposed, we were told originally, to leave either of the two main cities which had been relatively insulated from the civil war. We were also told that we could not contact anyone viewed as illegal opposition in Myanmar. That's a very big category of people right now. But they did allow us to visit uh, one of what was one of the top tourist spots in Myanmar, before the coup. Now, that, of course, did not allow us to go anywhere near the many areas which have been consumed by this dreadful, increasingly brutal civil war. There was no way we were going to be allowed to see that. There are strict checkpoints on all the roads. Um, it, travel is very tightly controlled in Myanmar. What we were able to do, though, by going to this very famous lake was hear from people, Burmese people, how the post-coup conflict has affected them. And the very strong impression you get is that the economy has fallen off a cliff, that people are frightened of even further hardship. They've seen their living standards fall, they've seen their, their jobs fall apart. And they're also extremely worried about the fighting and, and the fact that it, it's moving closer to them, that they might get swept up in it. So we certainly got a strong sense of how people felt and really very worried about the future. Almost everyone said what we really want is just to go back to how it was before the coup. You will notice in the piece we've been very careful uh, not to identify people. We couldn't even be seen interviewing them. We had to be very discreet because of the dangers. Any comment that is deemed critical of the military can land you up in prison. Much of Myanmar is off limits to visitors these days. But the military government did allow us to come here, to Inlay Lake in Shan State. In normal times, one of the country's most popular destinations. It's very quiet now. Interviewing people directly is risky. You can be arrested for saying anything deemed negative. But the boatman we met told us times had never been harder. We never dreamed it would get this bad, they said. We used to have freedom. Then it ended so suddenly. Well, we've been to several places along the lake, and so far I've seen only three other foreigners. For an area that is so dependent on it, the collapse of tourism here has been catastrophic. The economy is in terrible shape, and it's worse than that for the people living around here because they say they have a deep abiding loyalty to Aung San Suu Kyi. They don't like the military takeover, although they don't say that openly. And they're worried that the armed groups resisting the military regime are operating closer and closer to the lake. What we need, said one of them, is peace. But there's little peace in Myanmar. <laughs> South of the lake, anti-coup insurgents were battling the army just two weeks before we arrived. 
In retaliation, more than 20 civilians were lined up against the walls of this monastery and shot. Well, we're passing through a village called Tantong, and we know that there was a clash between a, a volunteer militia here, anti-military, and the armed forces earlier this year. And a number of people were arrested. It was the first time they'd had armed clashes in this really popular tourist area, and it shows just how widespread this insurgency has become. No one in the market wanted to talk about it, though. Instead, they complained about rocketing inflation of not enough people spending money. Back in Yangon, there is an air of normality. Yet barricades surrounding the city hall hint at the underlying insecurity. There are still occasional ambushes and assassination attempts. Thousands of political prisoners are still being held, many behind this gate at Insane Prison. One of them, a veteran activist released last November, was the only person willing to speak to us openly. If the right to protest was restored today, people would fill the streets again tomorrow. From past experience, we know the people of Myanmar will never accept any form of dictatorship. While on the lake, we were taken to one of Myanmar's most revered pagodas. In the past, it would have been packed with visitors praying for good fortune. The crowds are much thinner now. A woman approached me and warned me to be careful. It's not safe since the coup, she said. We wish we could go back to how it was before. It's a forlorn hope. Their military rulers keep telling them that there is no turning back. Well, Lewis, since we got back from that trip, of course, there's been that dreadful airstrike against a village in the north central part of the country in which we know at least 168 people died. And that's an indication of the tactics the military is now using. They've failed to exert control over much of the country. They're facing lots of opposition. Um, they're very isolated. They had hoped, they said, to hold some kind of an election this year, which they thought would give them some legitimacy, some path to international acceptability. That's not possible with a civil war going on. And we fear we're going to see more and more of this use of devastating air power against insurgent villages. The news from Myanmar at the moment is very grim and there doesn't appear to be any real light at the end of the tunnel.